escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Economist Dr. Patrick Esumen expresses uncertainty about the prospects of the reopening of the domestic debt exchange program, arguing an expenditure cut could have prevented the second round of DDP. I think that it's a reflection that other things haven't gone as well as they should have gone. And, you know, for me, I would have preferred that we, we probably focus a little bit more on expenditure cuts. Prices of diesel and liquefied petroleum gas expected to go up marginally by 1 and 4 percent respectively from Saturday, September 16th. The national price of fuel has gone up and the city has depreciated. That's reflecting the impending price increases. Plus, World Trade Organization to support Ghana to take advantage of the associated benefits of the African Free Trade Area. AFCTF, the very important agreement that we have on the continent, which we know, I don't need to give you the numbers, is expected to deliver benefits. What we've tried to do from the WTO is to help build capacity of various countries. Details of these and more shortly. It's a pleasure to have you on. I am Pius Kojobaka. Let's now look at our stories. Economist Dr. Patrick Assuming has expressed uncertainty about the prospects of the reopening of the domestic debt exchange program, arguing an expenditure cut could have prevented the second round of the DDP. According to him, the action or this action by the government contradicts the finance minister's own assurance that there would be no um, second round of the DDP. This, it says, indicates government is struggling to restructure a um, substantial amount of its external debt. Dr. Sumin spoke earlier on the marketplace. It's quite problematic when, you know, we seem to be doing some back and forth and to be flip-flopping a little bit. So, you know, at some point, it's clearly communicated that this is done, this is good, we are well, good to go. And then suddenly it comes back 
and then sometimes you get some rumors that this is coming back and then you know there's some denying that comes. I think all of those are not helpful in terms of you know the policy communication. I think it, it just tells us that you know the government definitely wants to meet the want to reduce the domestic the, the debt as much as it can and it won't shy away from imposing more of the burden on the, on Ghanaians. I think I won't describe this as a, a, a very good, a good move. I think you see there, there are different things we can do to bring down the debt. We've done domestic debt exchange. We have to grow the economy, and then we have to cut the size of the deficit. So if we had cut the deficit substantially for this current year and going forward, maybe it would have been so necessary to come back to do domestic debt exchange. Or if the economy was growing as much as uh, it could have, we, this wouldn't have been necessary. So I think that it's a reflection that other things haven't gone as well as they should have gone. And you know, for me, I would have preferred that we, we probably focus a little bit more on expenditure cuts. Because don't forget that this DDEP, more DDEP actually hurts the financial system. Moving on to some other stories, prices of diesel and liquefied petroleum gas are expected to go up by 1% and 4% respectively from Saturday, September 16th. This, this is a projection by the Institute for Energy Security. However, the price of petrol is likely to remain unchanged during the second pricing window. Now, the impeding increases are coming on the back of an increase on um, development in the international market uh, due to prices of diesel and LPG coupled with 0.09% depreciation of the CD to the dollar during the same period. Here is Director of IES, Anna Amwisi the seventh. The IES has been monitoring the Standard & Poor's platform mm. and, uh, over the last two weeks and found that the price of gas oil on the international market went up by 3.3%, moving from about $930 per metric ton to $943 per metric ton. The price of LPG also moved up from $557 per metric ton to $570 per metric ton. And so the prices of these key products on the international market has gone up as induced by the rising crude oil price. The last two weeks, we had the average price of crude oil going for about $84. At the close of the window, it went um, around $92 per barrel. And so these key changes uh, are some of the things that's informing the decision. We also realized that on the local forest markets, the city depreciated by close to 1%. And so anytime you are looking at the direction of fuel prices, you may be mindful and uh, be concerned about how your forest is doing or your city is doing against the U.S. dollar, the greenback, as well as the international price of these key commodities. And so international price of uh, fuel has gone up and the city has depreciated. That's reflecting the impending price increases. Now, the World Trade Organization has announced that it will provide the needed financial and technical support to Ghana to help the country take advantage of the African continental free trade area. 
Now, there are fears that Ghana might be one of the few countries in the region that might struggle to realize that associated benefits of the trade pact. Director General of the World Trade Organization, Ngozi Nkojo Nguela, says the support will also cover other African countries. The World Trade Organization is currently undergoing some reforms to make it more relevant to its members when it comes to trade disputes and negotiations on issues around trade. This has left more developing countries worried about how this reform will pan out and whether they will continue to still have a voice at the table while their interests are protected. But speaking at engagement with journalists here at the headquarters of the World Trade Organization, Ngozi assured these member countries, including Ghana, that there is no cause for concern. Then we talk about WTO reform. As you know, you must have heard about the, you know, sort of, not routine, but, you know, the normal kinds of reforms going here to make committees work better and WTO function better. Those are going well. And, you know, we are compiling the reforms. Many countries have, or many members made suggestions. She also announced that they are working out a package to support African countries when it comes to the free trade area to ensure that they take full advantage of this trade pact. The AFCTF, the very important agreement that we have on the continent, which we know, I don't need to give you the numbers, is expected to deliver benefits. What we've tried to do from the WTO is to help build capacity of various countries to implement the agreement. So some of them have approached us and we are working with them through the AU. As we speak, I think we spent about 3.3 million or so Swiss francs trying to help countries build capacity upon their requests. She has been making some passionate appeal to Ghana to sign the fisheries agreement to ensure that fish in the ocean is protected. We are looking at several things. The first is the entry into force of the first fisheries subsidies agreement. Why is this important? It's good to negotiate an agreement, but getting it to enter into force is even better. And for the fisheries subsidies agreement, where we are saying that our oceans are 50% overfished. So this is one reason why we are fighting very hard. So far, we have 43 members who have ratified. We need about 110, right? Um, and so we have quite some ways to go, but already the pace, it's gathering pace. Well, for some people out there, they'll continue watching the WTO to see what will happen at the end of these reforms and ensure that it will come out stronger or weaker in terms of addressing all these concerns. From the headquarters of the WTO in Geneva, Switzerland, this is George Yaffe reporting for Joy Business. Back home in Ghana, still on trade, though, Ghanaian traders have issued a two-week ultimatum to government to address allegations of harassment and intimidation by the Customs Division of the Ghana Revenue Authority. The union traders is particularly concerned about the continued harassment along the Accra Kumasi and Takradi Kumasi routes, which has persisted since 2022. But the group claims the situation has led to the closure of numerous businesses in the Ashanti region. Mohammed Nuruddin has more. Ashanti Regional Financial Secretary of Ghana Union Traders Association, Maxwell Bamfo, enumerated challenges faced by traders in transporting goods on the Accra Kumasi Road. During a press conference in Kumasi, he noted the region 
Capital and National Tax Forces duplicate their operations, compounding the difficulties faced by traders. We will come into force of the paperless system. We, we all heard the Vice President, Dr. Mohamed Ubaumia, telling the whole world of the removal of the custom barriers across the country. However, in the case of Ashanti region, the reverse has been the case. Since last year till now, there has been constant harassment and intimidations on the Accra Kumasi and Takwadi Kumasi route. On the Accra Kumasi route, one has to contend with the Bunsu and Kubasi barriers. Beyond these two, there are now what they call the regional and national task force, all operating in a duplicative manner. The same applies to the Takwadi Kumasi route beyond the Anjan Banta barrier. Goods with duties duly paid and cleared at the port are many a time arrested by the task forces of custom, leading to extortions, delays, re-examination, which result to heavy penalties slapped on owners of the goods. Mr. Bamfo explained that confiscated containers are frequently taken to the Wabu Yard of Customs where owners are compelled to offload and reload at their own expense. This incurs significant financial losses for traders. In many cases, said containers are taken to the Wabu Yard of the Customs where owners are made to offload and reload at their own expenses. This has led to losses of several cities to the owners in transportation, offloading, reloading costs, and penalties of 300%. This has led to collapse of several businesses and location of others out of the region. What is worrisome is the fact that we pay the same duties as our counterparts in other parts of Ghana. Ashanti Regional Chairman of the Association, Antonio Pong, said if the government does not intervene within two weeks, a mass protest will be staged in the region. We are saying that me, in my position as a third national president of Buta, I communicated, I communicated with all my counterparts in the regions. Nothing of this sort is going on in other regions. So why only Ashanti region? So we think it's a deliberate policy or a deliberate agenda by some people to collect businesses in Ashanti region. That's why we are calling them to, we are giving them two weeks of meeting to ensure that this harassment stops. Else we are going to call for the closure of all shops in Ashanti region for two weeks. After that, if you don't hear from the government, we are going to organize a massive demonstration. We will enter to the hit on the streets and make sure the government hear from us. The association has reported the issue to all relevant authorities but received no response. Hence, the planned action to protect their businesses. We've engaged everybody who matters in this issue. Our regional minister, the assistant commissioner for the regions, the BNI director for the region, we contacted uh, the regional security coordinator, everybody who matters. We've gone all the way to a crowd to meet the commissioner of customs himself and to no avail. So the people think enough is enough. They are fed up. That's the reason why we see what we are seeing this The Association of Ghana Industries is making a strong case for more alternative funding to support small and medium-scale enterprises. This, they say, will ensure sustainability and aid in the creation of jobs across all sectors of the economy. According to its chief executive, Seth Chumakwabwa, governments should provide more support to existing equity fund companies he was speaking at a venture capital SME roundtable forum. 
The startup community has been growing in Ghana in recent years. This has come along with an increase in the amount of money flowing from VCs into startups, but there are some challenges faced by these SMEs. Limited access to finance and quality providers of technical assistance has been one of these challenges facing SMEs in the country. The Association of Ghana Industries say more skills and management capabilities is key to their expansion. The main traditional funding for businesses is the banking uh, sector or financial institutions that are providing short-term funding. In Ghana, you have access to medium to long-term funding. So people on their own try to plow back whatever profit and grow organically. And that growth is very slow. And that's why we don't have big businesses doing big ticket business. So we need alternative funding that is more reliable, that, is, um, that could give capital in a, in a bigger way. And that is what has been lacking in the system. Venture Capital has been with us for some time. And, and they are doing well now, but we've also known that over the years, the level of capitalization was not that strong. Because for if all this were, we financed only up to about 70 businesses uh, for, for over 15 years of operation, then that's not sufficient if you look at the number of businesses that we have in Ghana. Of course, there are other smaller equity funds that are also available. But generally speaking, I think that venture capital is, is a major alternative funding source. But we've not had them in adequate numbers and in the volumes that really can resuscitate our business sector. Chief Executive Officer for Venture Capital Fund, Yao Ousubrimpon, said his outfit will embark on various projects to strengthen women SMEs and startups by providing financial and technical assistance. Generally, yes, but then the women in particular have their problem as much I mean, worse than uh, there are others. And so we have to make conscious efforts to make sure that uh, businesses owned by women, businesses that impact on uh, women are also funded. And so we've been working on that. And just yesterday, uh, our investment committee approved a 35 million funding into uh, a fund that is going to be managed by uh, a woman, or even yet yeah, women, let me say. So the fund itself is being managed by women. And then most of the monies will go into uh, companies that are owned by women or that are majority owned by women. The SME Roundtable on Venture Capital as an alternative financing source for SME growth in Ghana aims to explore the tremendous potential of VC funding in accelerating growth and development of small and medium-sized enterprises in the country. James is sharing with that report. Now, founder of defunct UT Bank, Prince Kofi Amwabing, is urging small businesses to ensure that they have a good corporate governance system in place. According to him, such a system is critical to attracting investors to the business and will aid in growth. He was speaking at the third edition of the Africa Business Innovation Forum. The third edition of the Africa Business Innovation Forum focused on exposing small businesses to multinational corporations to network and find ways to expand and develop SMEs in the country. The forum was themed building structures that propel businesses beyond their immediate market. According to the founder of defunct UT Bank, Prince Kofi Amwabing, a good corporate governance system is critical for the growth of small businesses. The governance structure has to be right to fit the company and where the company uh, aims at going. If you want to go external or regional or whatever, you have the kind of governance structure that will support the movement to those markets. 
publish accounts and it should be transparent account. Don't hide monies. Don't take companies' monies. Because you need to build a company that's viable. You can only assess a company through its financials. So if you're hiding money, people won't see the company and it's really worth because the company is small, but you know you're making a lot of money. So if you really want to grow and grow into other markets, as we say, transparent financials, great auditors, renowned auditors, so that people will not challenge what they are saying. It's very critical for most people, but because people don't want to disclose fully what they are sitting on, they tend to find auditors that they can actually control and the financials are incomplete, but you can't sell those financials, so you are shooting yourself in the foot. Chief Executive of the Africa Business Innovation Forum, Precious Gao, mentioned that... Macy's one-day sale starts tomorrow with great deals of the day on fall updates, like 40% off outfits for the office that work off the clock, too, and 40 to 60% off shoes, handbags, and accessories to finish your look. And get 25 to 40% off your favorite beauty, skincare, and fragrances. Plus, get free shipping with any online purchase of $25 or more at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. His outfit is committed to helping small businesses in the country to navigate the difficult economic regime. This is the third edition. And, and, and for me, this is very unique because of the times we are in. Looking at the difficulty, the economic uncertainty, this is very um, um, unique because of the theme, reset and rebuild, building structures that propel businesses beyond their immediate market. We want to empower small medium enterprises to be the solution to the problems of this country. And, and, and you know, in these times, um, supply chain systems of corporations are being challenged. What is happening in Russia? and all the areas. Ghanaian businesses need to really be up and doing and be the solutions to the problems we have in this country. Small businesses were also urged to be innovative and strategic to expand their ventures. Still watching Business Life more after this break. Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart way to bank. EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. Welcome to Tema, the industrial gem of Ghana. Attention all dreamers, investors and home seekers. Mark your calendar for the next clinic of the Echo Bank Joy News. 
uninhabited fair. Imagine waking up to stunning waterfront views, basking in the warmth of the sun, and embracing the comfort of a home perfectly tailored to your needs. Discover a range of housing options that cater to every budget and lifestyle, from sleek contemporary designs to elegant traditional architecture. The Ecoban Join Use Habitat Fair has it all. But wait, there's more. This fair isn't just about buying a home. It's also about enhancing the spaces we live in. Get financial solutions to acquire furniture for that beautiful home, electronic devices, and more. Our dedicated team of real estate experts and banking partners are here to guide you every step of the way, making your journey to home ownership smooth and stress-free. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to make your dreams come true. Join us at the term edition of the Ecobank Join News Habitat Fair, where possibilities are limitless. The Ecobank Join News Habitat Fair 2023 is powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Cities and Habitats and sponsored by... Welcome back. 60 tertiary students in the various public universities across the country have received support to fund their education. This is an initiative by the telecommunication giant MTN Ghana. This year, special attention is being given to physically challenged students and students pursuing STEM courses, data analytics, robotics, and technical and vocational education and training. That's TVET. There's more for you in this report. 1,900 students were interviewed across the country. 60 brilliant needy students were awarded under the MTN Bright Scholarship Scheme. The scholarship will cover tuition, accommodation, and a weekly stipend for course materials. Board member of the MTN Ghana Foundation, Samuel Crantin, says the focus on STEM this year is to prepare students for the growing digital technological workspace. We all realize that um, we're transforming Ghana to catch up with the rest of the world in terms of digital training and digital skills. These days, without digital skills and technology, every uh, workforce, every area of the workplace is touched by digital and technological skills. That is why we're focusing them to ensure that once they come out of school, they are prepared for the evolving workplace. Samuel Prantain shares his expectations from beneficiaries. Uh, the sky is the limit, I, I'd say. What it says is that if you followed the Bright Scholarships, you realize that um, those who uh, will call the Dikanfu, who received the first round of scholarships, most of them you know, have come out with very good results. We have on record, I've forgotten the exact statistics, but we have a good number of them who have come out with first class uh, in their various fields of endeavor. And we expect no less for these uh, 
bright but needy students as well. We wish them well. We uh, and would continue to encourage them. We'll continue to support them throughout their educational journey to make sure that they come out with flying colors. For Joy News, Mona Lisa Frimpon reporting. The absence of certification and requisite skills among procurement and supply chain personnel is the cause of infractions noted in the Auditor General's report. This according to the President of the Ghana Institute of Procurement and Supply, Simon Annan. He observes procurement processes are continually used to siphon government funds. This was revealed at an MOU signing between the Institute and the Department of Construction and Technology Management at KNUSD. The signing of the MOU is to bridge the gap between the industry and academia. It is to ensure training given to procurement and supply students are in line with industry practice. President of the Ghana Institute of Procurement and Supply, Simon Annan, says procurement in the country is seen as mere buying and selling, but his outfit is ensuring professionalism is upheld among procurement practitioners. Because if we take procurement and supply chain out of the equation, the country will continue to suffer. But in our part of the world, procurement has seen as a mere buying processes. And most of our infractions in the Auditor General's report are attributed to procurement. And currently we have about 70% of the infractions in the Auditor General's report attributed to procurement. And why that? Why that? Because the people practicing procurement don't have the requisite skills, they, are, they don't belong to a professional body that certify them and give them the training. So GIPS, as, as I said, is here to ensure that the professionalization agenda is, is actually actualized. The, the people practicing procurement supply chain belong to a professional body where we certify them, where we train them, and then also regulate them. Vice-Chancellor of the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, Professor Mrs. Rita Akusia-Dixon, lauded the Institute and deems the exercise mutually beneficial. This mandate that we have as a university in training transformational professionals, um, not just for Ghana, uh, not just for the sub-region, not just for the continent of Africa, but also globally, we are unable to get it right all by ourselves. We need to partner with those of you in the industry because um, it, it doesn't work when we stay here and you know do the theories and leave the practical aspect out. And therefore, when you say we should collaborate along the lines of training, along the lines of research, along the lines of ensuring that uh, we train the 21st century professionals, then you have really touched on the nerves of KNUST. And that resonates very, very well with what we stand for. So we say, Akwaba. For Joy News, Mona Lisa Frimpon reporting. Thank you. Thanks very much for watching Business Life. I am Pius Kujubaka.